Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome. We're going to be speaking on the subject of persecution today. That's a word we don't like and some of us think it doesn't exist. But Jesus said, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And we just want to, you know... We don't tell people this when we're out witnessing, making disciples. We don't tell them, you know, once you switch sides, once you come out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God, that there's going to be trials and tribulations, persecutions. And, and, you know, we don't tell them that because we tell them the good news. And that's what we're commanded to tell them, the good news. But again, back to that child analogy. We don't tell the child when they get birthed into the world, oh, man, it's going to be a, it's a hard night life. It's a hard knock life. We don't tell them that. We tell them everybody's celebrating the birth of the new child. Well, we tell them you can be anything you Right. Want we tell them nothing but positive stuff. We have a first birthday party for them. Second, we, we just, we're celebrating. And it's the same thing. We don't we, tell them they're going to fall off their bike and get hurt. No, we don't, we don't tell, tell them none of that, that stuff. stuff huh? and, you know, you could be in an accident. You don't tell them about, your, you know, some girl might break your heart or some boy We don't tell them, hey, you heart. could lose a limb, uh, anything could happen. We don't tell them, you know, sickness. To get, we don't. Do that, and again, in the spiritual, when one get born again, we don't go ahead and tell them all the bad things that could happen as a Christian. But things, bad things, do happen to good people. But that's why, again, God wants you to be grounded and rooted, grounded and rooted in the truth of His Word. Well, which so, goes back to Hebrews five, where we've been talking. You know, those verses that you read before talking about that we need to be acquainted with the teaching about righteousness and that we need to grow up and to realize that, yes, bad things are going to happen. Yes, persecution is going to come, but greater is he that's in me than is in the world. And, and knowing that you're going to have to endure persecution. and, and here's Right, the it shouldn't come as a surprise to us. Right, here's a scripture over in, uh, and we know in James, he said, count it all joy when you go through stuff. But look what he says over here in First Peter chapter 4, verse 12. He says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you par partake of Christ's suffering, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you. 
for the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you. So, and then he goes and tells us in verse 16, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in the matter. And, and one way to glorify God in the matter is continue to, to, to speak the word. Say what God says. Greater is he that's in me than he does in the world. He always causes me to triumph. Though you slay me, yet I will still praise you. Uh, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them all out of all of them. Again, it still goes back to the word of God. You got to know how to declare the word of God because Jesus gave us the same example. When he was led in the wilderness to be tempted by Satan, he spoke the word. It is written. He kept on saying what was written. He, and, and the word is, could be a sword of the spirit. That's what the word of God, when you're fighting with it, it's a sword of the spirit. That's why we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't pick up rocks and throw them at the devil. We pick up the word of God, which is Ephesians 6 refers to as the sword of the spirit. That, hence, keeping on your whole armor. And if you know what the armor is, you can always prevail in spiritual battle because you're girded up. You are protected. It's like a Roman soldier. That's what that armor looks like. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. It says the shield of the faith, faith quenches every fiery dart of the wicked one. That means the wicked one, going, he's always shooting some fiery darts at you. But if you got a shield of faith, you can put that shield of faith up and quench every fiery dart and at the same time you got that sword of the spirit in your hand you can use that to fight with which is the word of god that's what jesus did so when persecution come because it's gonna come your evil day is gonna come but god wants you to be prepared for that that's why he tells you to spend time with him in his word because it's gonna build you up grow you up just like with a kid as they get older we start telling them about you know this real world <laughs> We start telling them, now, be careful, little Johnny. When you go out there, you know, stay look in front of the look house. Both look both ways. Street. We didn't tell them that the first day they got home. Don't touch the hot stove. Right. We start telling them, be, we start preparing them for danger. As they start to mature, we start preparing them. So same thing as Christians. As we start to mature spiritually, now we got to start learning about spiritual armor and weaponry. How to beware of certain things. Uh, actually, beware of the, uh, the, the the tactics of the devil, because we start telling you know Christians now we got a devil out here. He opposes God. He hates you. Scripture said he walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Jesus said he's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's things out of your life. So you have to be prepared for him. And if you get ensnared by him because the scripture says many are the afflictions of the righteous so but you got to know how to respond in the day of adversity you can't start whining and crying <laughs> you got to start praising yeah you got to start using spiritual prayer and praising and, and speaking as an article of god right See, because considering it pure joy as james says right. is not our human nature that's not our going to be our normal human reaction to tribulation or to trials or to trouble. Our human nature is going to be to whine and to complain and say, why me and woe is me and all those kind of things. And so it is through, only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're able to count it pure joy that these things happen. But, you know, you and I have talked off the air before about persecution and the whole subject of persecution. And... In this country, we haven't faced the same sort of persecution that other ones have. And we've had kind of an argument about this in a little bit. 
Um, I'm going of, through it right now. He ain't. But I mean, a lot, <laughs> a lot of people. Uh, it's my around, season. <laughs> a lot of people around the world, though, um, their houses are burned down because they're Christians. Their businesses are burned down because they're Christians. Their families are murdered because they're Christians. That's blatant persecution. And I mean, we see that around the world and have for years. The United States of America, we haven't really ever seen that here that much. And to where people, it was strictly because you were a Christian. You might have been a Christian and had that happen to you, but it usually had some other thing to do with it. Um, but I think we're coming to a point in time today where we're going to start to see more and more of it. And we're starting to see some of this in the news um, where people who really honestly believe that gay marriage is wrong and they're refusing to bake cakes or whatever. They own a bakery and so they won't do cakes for a wedding and photographers and people. And there are people who are now being sued for that and the government is actually telling them that they have to either go out of business or they have to start doing that or they have to pay these huge fines. And so I think that we're going to start seeing more and more persecution of what people honestly believe as Christians start to happen in this country in which we live. Well, it's gonna, the scripture says in T Timothy, perilous times was going to come. And evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And again, right now in, in these United States of America, we have, you can't just be blatant, per, blatantly described persecuting Christian because there's laws on the books for concerning religious freedoms Th that's across the board so you can't do it blatant but I don't think Satan cares anything about the nation's laws <laughs> statues they put on the well, book the persecution so, though and this is where we've argued before or had good discussions the persecution we face I think is a little more subtle right you know, your it's house a little is, more deceptive. It's not going to be your house probably isn't going to be burned down. Mine isn't going right, to be right, burned right, down. Right, right. Most of the people we know isn't going to be burned down. And the government idly stand by and say, that's OK. We don't care. So we're not going to suffer that kind of persecution. And so when when people say, hey, we need to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world that are suffering persecution. I know that tends to upset you sometimes because you say, hey, people in this country are suffering persecution. But really what they're talking about there is the persecution where people's homes and businesses I understand. And stuff are, are being burned. That, that kind of persecution that we don't necessarily face in this country. But we still face persecution well, oh, every day. Check this out. Thank you. I'm going to say thank you, Holy Spirit, because as you were speaking, Holy Spirit just, you know, he's the teacher. He shows you stuff. He just showed me about that stuff. Nobody actually came after Job like that. We know the devil came after him and, and how he did it. That's the type of persecution that I say Satan still does. Right. Same See, thing he did with people Job. People are persecuted in this country every day. Right. It's the Same thing we did with Job. Job, Job lost his, his family members. That was a form. And we know the scripture said Satan came to God. Well, God came to Satan and said, have you considered my servant Vince and Keisha? Have you considered my servant Job? And God was bragging on Job. And the Satan said, well, I bet you if you take your head from around him, he'll curse you. And God said, I bet you he won't because he's grounded and rooted in the truth. He loved the Lord. His faith is on fire. And God said, well, let's, let's do it. I'll let you do anything to him but kill him. And the same thing today. Remember? Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, forevermore. 
there's still some people out here in the United States of America whose faith is on fire, who Satan is going to come after, who's God's bragging on. I know he's bragging on me because my faith is on fire. You know, we don't want to go too far afield here, but it is kind of interesting. It's almost like some big giant cosmic bet. Right. And and Job's (laughs) in the middle of it. He's like the the Well, same thing today. It's with us too. And like you said, when we started this show, Satan again said, okay, I got to shut this Richard Hoyt down. I mean, he the one that came to Vince and said, let's start this broadcast. Let me afflict him and get him to to throw in the the white flag, so to speak, so he can stop this show. I don't want people to hear this. I don't want people's faith to be ignited on fire. So let me send some little affliction his way. And God says, no, well, I know he can handle it because I put it on his spirit to start the broadcast. Again, God knows what you're able to do. Because he understands, you understand that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Right. See, and this is where when we talk about Hebrews chapter 5 and talks about understanding righteousness and all those kinds, this is what people need to understand. Because he, like you you, said, he came to afflict you. You know, he didn't burn out your house. Right. But some other stuff happened. He tried his best. Right. God didn't send those afflictions. Believe me, God didn't send them. The enemy wanted to shut your mouth up. But see, because I knew the greater is he that's in me than is in the world, then I didn't have to be afraid of what the right. devil might do. And also, but we know... that's for everybody listening to this show. Right, and Jesus gave us this promise. He said, I have given you authority to trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil or the enemy. So since I know I have that authority and that power to trample over Satan and all his cohorts, I exercise that authority. And so he's going to send them after me because I'm... I'm a threat. And I always tell Christians, if you're not a threat to the kingdom of darkness, you really don't have, you're not going to get persecuted that much. But guys like me and you, I consider ourselves to be generals. Our faith is on fire. We're the ones he's going to, guys like Job. Job acknowledged God in all his ways. So those were the ones, and that's why when I hear scandals about, you know, prominent Christians, I have understanding. I know the devil's going to always to try to do things to defame them and how i know because they did it with jesus yes they did it with jesus they say who you want what's his name barabbas or jesus the same one that says hosanna hosanna two weeks later they were saying crucify him <laughs> yeah the same one so and jesus said if they persecuted me they're going to persecute you if they hated me they're going to get you and when he meant he meant satan in his cohorts so with that and all you're getting, get understanding. So, no, in this country, it's not blatant. They can't come and nobody's going to come and just burn down my house because I'm a Christian. But Satan still is going to try to get his will done. Look what the scripture says in James chapter 1, verse 2. He says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now, and that trials means temptations, trials, and tests. And this book is for believers today. It's not just in this nation. It's for every nation. Right. You and I are supposed to count it all. Right, right, right. But look what he says. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces. So it is what I believe is going to get tested. Just like in the natural. You don't move on to the next grade unless there's a test. And here's what I found out about a test. When the student is taking the test, the teacher is usually quiet. Meaning you probably won't hear from God. You know, God, where are you in the middle of this, this test? So he says, knowing that it's a testing of your faith, but it's going to produce something. He said, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So God says, I desire that you're going to be, as you go through the process, 
you're going to be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That's why he said, count it all joy. Right. If, Good things are going to happen. Because I know this. Because God before me, who can be against me? He never leaves me nor forsakes me because greater is he that's well, in me. In Luke 22, Jesus tells Peter, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. Right. But I pray that your faith don't fail you. See, and, it's all about our when faith. You when you return, strengthen your brothers. Right. See, he knew he was going to be tested. He knew beforehand that he was going to deny him. He even told him he but would see, do it. But see, this is what's going to be tested. Our faith in God, our confidence in God, our reliance, our trust and hope in him is always going to get tested. Just like with Job. Satan was trying to make Job think he did something to bring all this calamity on him. He even brought his friends to help convince <laughs> him, Satan did, that Job brought all the, because they were saying, well, maybe it was that. Remember, Job, it could have been the time that you did that. Remember that, Job? And Job, like, he was almost buying into it. <laughs> he woke himself. He came back to his senses and he uh, realized, you know, he says, I know my Redeemer lives. He had to make a declaration. I know my redeemer. And that's what we have to do. We know our redeemer there. We know he who knew no sin was made sin for us well, that we may become the righteousness of God. See, and then the devil, he knew that Peter was probably destined to do some great things. And so he wants to sift him. Oh, he, he wants to get rid of him. And it's the same thing for us. God preordained and predestined us to be conformed to, to the image of his son, to do great things. God wants to use, work in and through us. The devil knows that. His job is to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to abort the plan and purpose that God has See, for our life. a lot of Christians our ministry. hear that now and go, well, I better stay on the down low. I better not be doing too much, and then the devil, he might just leave me alone. Well, no, we can't take the attitude of, wow, I better be quiet now. I better watch out so that the devil leave me alone. We need to be willing to, to say, fight the good fight of to faith. To say whatever we, that right. God tells fight us to fight. say. And then if, let the devil do his work. Because God is greater than he is, and he's going to be able to take care of us. Mm -hmm. I like, sometimes I just go back and read Hebrews chapter, uh, I believe it's 12. It talks about the, the faith heroes. And it goes to talk about all Hebrews those 11. guys. Is that 11 or 12? No, 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 no. Yeah, it's 11, huh? The latter part of 11. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it starts at 11, 8. No, it starts at, oh, it starts at my guy I was just talking about the other day, uh, Noah. Look, Hebrews 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for saving of the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. Oh, he was walking not by faith. Not knowing where he's going, yeah, not yeah, knowing yeah. what he's going to do when he got there. Right. Verse 11, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed when she bore a child, when she was a, not a childbearing age. My Bible's kind of ripped up in Hebrew. But on and on, it goes by faith. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob. By faith, Joseph did this. By faith, Moses did this. By faith... Enoch, it, it just keeps on going on. So all of these people had to endure some type of adverse, adversity. And they were able to overcome by faith. There it is. That's why that's called the, the Faith Hall of Fame. I like to call it the Faith Hall of Fame. But God wants us to not be fearful. I heard it said in the Bible, it says 365 times, do not be afraid. Don't fear, not fear, or don't be afraid. 365 times. That's one time for every day. And, and we know the, God, the Bible always says, be of good courage. So God don't want you to be a spiritual sissy. He wants you to, to face the giants. 
but a lot of people want to be comfortable and be that well you go ahead and and, and be there i'm gonna, my faith is going to be on fire i'm gonna do what god called me to do and that's what it means to be sold out for christ that's what it means to take up your cross you know fighting that good fight of faith you got to fulfill the plan and purpose that god's called you to fulfill and with that a lot of people you know they leave this earth full and when i say full they didn't pour out nothing that was placed in them to be poured out they left the earth filled with all this potential and didn't pour anything out jesus i think the scripture said he was poured out a, a sacrifice an offering for us and we're supposed to pour out into the earth before we leave here not leave full of all this potential but when fear come in fear negates faith yeah you can't do nothing for god if you're fearful you got to be full of faith and faith is courageous it's not timid it's not embarrassed i'm going through some stuff right now in my life and the satan told us to shut down the ministry i can't walk around embarrassed i walk around my head up because i have understanding i know the scripture said all who desire to live godly in christ will suffer persecution tells us that in the new testament that's what well, then, then the scripture you're saying don't do not be surprised when it happens to us. Right. See, too many Christians act as almost as well, they're shocked. Well, because I studied to show myself approved, and God's given me understanding of this, I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? Well, he says, gird up yourself. Keep on that whole armor. So when your evil day come, and it says evil day, you're ready. So That's why you have to study. Because when hard times come, when family members, somebody passing your family, you got to be the spiritual leader. You got to be the ones that give them answers. You, you lose your job, somebody you know lose their job, right. somebody gets sick, whatever. And those things are going to happen. So we have to be built up, you know, funeral services. Somebody in our family died, they're going to look to you as the spiritual head of the family to get us, to move us through this. And if you're weak and timid and fearful, and you ain't going to be any help. There's no hope. <laughs> right. So we have to be that. And everybody, you know, there's a matriarch in every family. <laughs> you know, everybody's looking and let it be told the truth, and I'm going to tell it. God says you're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. He's talking about his people. Right. Yeah, so the world needs to look to us for answers, for solutions, and we have to have them, and we can have them because we have a relationship with God. We can draw from his wisdom, and his wisdom is always found in his word. So we have to be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's Which will. Which is why we need to be mature in the Lord. This is why, to go back to where we started with Hebrews chapter 5, he says that you you still need milk. You need, should be on solid food by now. Yeah. See, if we're but I, going, I'm still giving you milk, though. If, if we're going to be salt and light, if we're going to be what you're talking about there, and we're going to be able to be a witness to people, we're going to be able to be a source of strength and courage and hope to people, we've got to know what the Bible says. We've got to know what God's Word says. we got to get off the milk and get onto solid food. Or else you're not going to be any use to anybody. And here's the deal about the Bible. The Bible is filled with prophecies and promises. It's a conglomerate of just prophecies and promises for us. And all we have to do is lay hold to them by faith, which means just believe it. That's all we have to do. Abraham believed God because God gave him a word and it was accounted to for righteousness. So we go in this Bible and we find promises and prophecies. We lay hold to them by faith. And God watches over his word to perform it. So that's why he said, if you can believe all things are possible, I don't care if nobody else will believe. I don't care if another pastor don't believe because I received the spirit of wisdom and revelation and I received it. Okay, well, I guess like he told the Virgin Mary, 
Like she said, well, the angel said, according to your faith, be it unto you. She said, be it unto me. I received that. So it's back to us believing. The guy that had the son that was demon-possessed, Jesus said, do you believe I'm able to do this? He said, Lord, I believe. Help that unbelieving part of me, but I, I believe. He said, I, I can work with you. So God wants us just to believe his word and, and speak the word. Act like it's for real. And, and that's really simple. Believing is a choice. <laughs> choice. Right. And you get to make that choice every day. I Here mean, it is. Every day. Things are going to happen <laughs> every day, and you're going to get to make the choice. Do I believe God or not? Am I can I make a choice to God study said? the word every day or watch television. Right. Read the newspaper, study the word. Meditate on the word. Park somewhere I don't like. I get to make a choice. I can go over there and cuss them out or tell them to get their car out of the way, or I can speak words of love to people. So, I mean... People cut you off in traffic. I mean, all kinds of things happen to us every day. Life we is choice-driven. Choice. It's choice-driven. And the scripture says, I set before you this day life and death, blessings and cursings. And then he had the nerve to say, choose life. <laughs> he gave you the right answer. He says, choose the right one. Choose life. And then in Galatians chapter 5, he talks about the sinful nature and the works of the sinful nature. And then he tells us about the works of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. He says, so I say to you, live by the Spirit. Gave you the answer. It's an, I tell people it's an open book test. Right. Here it is. So Just use the word. Our nature has thing, all kinds of things it wants to do. He says don't live by it. And live I'm gonna, by the Spirit. I'm going to say something since you. I said this is an open book test. I heard it said that the Bible is the, and you own a bookstore. They said the Bible is the best-selling book of all times. Well, the that saying true? is it's the best-selling least read book in, oh, oh, really? in the world. <laughs> but it's the best-selling book. So everybody got one. It's just they did decide oh, to use it. Christian in America's probably got two or three of them. Yeah, they know right where it is too. Right, but but see, uh, I wrote that in my knowing where it is and opening. I wrote that wrote that wrote this in my Bible when it was first given to me by uh, Pastor Price. I wrote something in here on the front. He gave me this Bible when I got saved, and I wrote something in there. I says the Bible holds great power, but that power doesn't doesn't exist on the pages. It only comes as you believe and apply the word to your life. Yeah, it holds great power, but it only comes as you believe. And I guess you've got to read it to believe it. <laughs> you got to read it to believe it and apply the word to your life. And because and, the Bible says in Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So anyway, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.